and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. That's right. We're going to have some strong takes on LSU football. Storm in the field. Was that necessary? And Trey, as always, will have some NBA commentary for you. Hey, if you like to bet on football, college or NFL, check out MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com, the hottest new website, MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com, where our four sports consultants are hitting 64% of their picks collectively against the spread. Not a gambling site. It's a place for you to buy a pick. If it's not a winner, you're getting your money back. MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. All right, once again, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and yours truly, TK, talking LSU Tiger football, college football, and LSU storming the field after the win over Ole Miss, Alabama, well, Tennessee storming the field after the win over Bama. We got all of that. And then Trey with some early thoughts on the NBA. Hey, we're going to listen to a message from our podcast host, Anchor, and then we'll be back with Trey Blossman with Sports Takes right here. All a part of Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. We do it about once a week, early part of the week here on Talking Sports with TK. And we're going to have some fun. Got a couple of topics for you today. We always have strong takes, hot takes, and we appreciate all the feedback people give us uh, about these podcasts. We our, our listenership is growing all the time from Jacksonville, Florida to Houston, Texas, and everywhere in between. So we appreciate that. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Great, Tommy. You know what you just said? All I can think of is ZZ Top and all points in between. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those that don't know, Trey is a guru on music, and I'm a assistant guru on music. Uh, we, I tell people this all the time, Trey. I'm like, you're going to find this hard to believe, but I like music more than I like sports. Yeah, well, you know, I'd have to say the same thing. I love sports. It's been a part of my life since I'm like four years old. I'll basically daily uh, with all the different things I've done. But give me some good music. And I like a, a little bit across the board. You know, I'm, a, I'm an old time rock and roller. But, you know, I, that doesn't mean I can't listen to other stuff uh, other than, you know, rap and all that crap. Well, that's crap. <laughs> you know, Trey, there's something else I tell people that don't know me real well, that they don't believe me when I tell them that, you know, two things they don't know about me is that I'm very shy and innocent. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, pu- yeah, they don't go for that. Your public persona does not portray that kind of person. That's what yeah, yeah. I, I got nobody to buy into that one, especially the, fem- <laughs> especially the females, okay? All right, but we got to get uh, back into sports. That's what this is, sports takes. We've been doing radio stuff forever and all moved to the internet, the podcast world a couple of years. And we're going to start off with the fact that it was homecoming 
for LSU this weekend, the football team, among other events. There was a baseball alumni reunion during the weekend, and that was lots of fun, uh, including Mike Bianco of the College World Series champion Ole Miss Rebels, former Tiger player and assistant coach, was in town for that. But the football team got it done against the seventh-ranked undefeated Ole Miss Rebels. Wow, what a game by Jaden Daniels and many, many other Tigers. But the numbers that Daniels has put up for two weeks, that's been a huge part of LSU getting national attention. They're ranked now, and they've got everybody's attention in the SEC, I can assure you of that. Well, they should. It's a good football team. You know, we're a mixed extra point away. And without even discussing the other problems in the Florida State game, we're a missed extra point away from overtime, which we everybody thinks we would win in overtime. We made so many mistakes, the game shouldn't have even been within 10 or 14 points. But, you know, it happened. But as I said at the time when it happened, it happened early, and that's good, and it happened with a non-conference team. That's also good. Look, the loss to Tennessee – that was a perfect storm. We fell behind a very good football team. We were chasing all day and obviously didn't catch up. But, you know, Tennessee has shown that they're really, really good. And they're a serious contender for the playoffs. So while you don't want to get beat by 23 points or whatever it was, you don't want to uh, – you, know, you got to put that one behind you and keep playing. I like where this LSU team is going. Tommy, you and I have talked. The adjustments made during the games have been fantastic. Other teams have had first quarters where they looked like they were going to do what Tennessee did to us, but man, here come the Tigers. They're not getting down. They're hanging in there. They're making their adjustments. They're playing hard and uh, kicking and scratching, and we're winding up on the plus side of the scoreboard when most of these games are ending. I expected to beat Ole Miss, and it was as simple as – team speed. I didn't think they could get to the outside on us running the football. They were missing a great running back. I'm sure that that hurt them, but uh, the LSU team speed did tone down that running attack a little bit, and we had a big win, and it was a big win, Tommy, but uh, I know that we're going to discuss this. Let me just say it right now. It wasn't a storm the field big win. It just was Yeah, and we're going to talk about that, but a couple of things about this LSU team. Uh, Brian Kelly, you know, he instituted a nutrition and a sleep and a, a, a health program throughout the fall camp and had fewer injuries in fall camp than they've ever had at LSU. And when I say injuries, I'm talking about, I don't mean bumps and bruises. I'm talking about injuries that you had to report. Okay. He thinks his guys are in the best shape ever, which leads to one of my points. You know, to date, LSU is a second half team. Their, de- their play in the second half has been significant, and I think it's in part to not being tired physically or mentally. I, I, you know, Brian Kelly predicted that, and he was correct. The other thing is the defensive coordinator, Matt House, who spent time in the NFL as a defensive coordinator, not as a line coach or, you know, like the Saints have 22 coaches on their staff. You know, some of them guys will never be coordinators in the SEC. Matt House makes adjustments defensively for this LSU team, and the proof's in the pudding. It has shown up on the field with regard to points allowed and statistically the second half. They are just shutting people down after House makes adjustments at halftime. Now, another key thing that came out of the game, back it up a couple of weeks, Harold Perkins, the freshman linebacker who we talked about from the Houston, Texas area, 
was was really phenomenal. And then they got to the Tennessee game, and he only played like nine snaps. And when Coach Brian Kelly was asked about it, he said, well, you know, we moved into inside linebacker, and we just didn't like the way it matched up with Tennessee, but we got to get a plan to get him on the field. Fast forward to the to after the game the other night, they asked Lane Kiffin, who's an offensive wizard, and I think a very good football coach, what was the difference in the second half? And he said they put that guy number 40 in. He goes, he said, this is a quote. I'm quoting Lane Kiffin. He said, there's not a lot of people like that on a football field. He just heaped praise that on Harold Perkins, that that was a big part of the difference. He goes, I knew if they put him in, we were in trouble. Well, lo and behold, that was a factor. So, you know, and and many other players had big games and did good jobs and all that good stuff. You you don't beat it a seventh-ranked undefeated team without playing a a good football game. Were there mistakes? Yeah. But there's no football games ever been played perfectly. But LSU garnered SEC attention and national attention with the run. And now they got the open date. And then the Alabama Crimson Tide come to town. LSU's got three SEC games remaining. If they win those three, and that's a big if, and I'm really counting chickens before they hatch here, they're in Atlanta at the SEC championship game. They win that game, they're in the college football playoff for a team that was picked to come in fifth in the SEC West. Yeah, pretty impressive. And, you know, as you and I both continue to say, uh, Coach Kelly's a serious contender for Coach of the Year. Uh, you know, the noise that came out of a certain faction of the LSU fan base after the Tennessee loss, uh, those people just showed their ass, showed their stupidity, and showed that they don't know a damn thing about football and they ought to just shut up. Uh, I'll say it, and I'll keep saying it. I wasn't for Kelly to be hired at LSU. I didn't like him. I, I still don't know if I like him but I'm sure warming up to him being the head football coach at LSU because he's proven himself on and off the field to be a guy that's good for this program at this time. And, you know, the improvement since the first quarter, the first game is remarkable. This team is 28 to 35 points better than the team that took the field in the Superdome on September the 4th. Yeah, well, a couple things. You know, Skip Bertman on the Hold the Rope show, which I host, uh, Tuesday night, 6 o'clock YouTube. Just search for Hold the Rope with Skip and Cato. Shameless promo there. Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) But anyway, Skip said in all – you know, Skip was the AD for nine years at LSU. So, you know, everybody knows what he did in baseball, but he spent nine years as the AD. He told me the story of how he told the Miami Dolphin owner, Nick Saban's not going to work in the NFL. It's not going to work. He's going to be there a couple of years, and he's going to go back to college. He told Nick Saban it's not going to work. But the financial things that were offered, Saban gave it a shot. But Skip said back in August, Brian Kelly's a Hall of Fame coach. He said if people give this time, they will recognize that. Skip already recognized it because, again, he's been around forever. AD, you know, he knows people all over the country, and he knows a good coach when he sees one. More importantly, he knows an elite coach when he sees one. Like he says, Kim Mulkey is an elite coach. There's not many like her. He thinks Brian Kelly is going to be a Hall of Famer and put himself – he's not into the elite category yet because he's not won a national championship, but he's going to get there according 
to Coach Bertman. And I, when Coach Bertman speaks about things like that, I pay attention. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Alabama, you know, Alabama opened a 17-point favorite. It's down to 14 and a half already. Game's in Tiger Stadium. When I first saw 17, I'm like, wow, I think I'd have to take 17 points. I th- still think you have to take 14 and a half. And we'll reserve our official picks for a couple of days for the game. But um, we'll see. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, stranger things have happened, as they say. If you're an LSU fan and you were one of the ones bitching and complaining, don't don't be one of the ones first in line when when something good good happens. Okay, just sit back and eat a little. We, we know who you are, Tommy. We know who those people are. They yeah, yeah. So all right, now let's get to this topic. After the victory over Ole Miss, which was a blowout, it's not like this came down to the final series or it came down to a field goal or an extra point or you know a final drive somebody needed to go 80 yards I mean it didn't come down to that yeah, game no, was no over. late no late rush of adrenaline or right yeah so the game was over well before the clock said zero well i think it started with the student section from what i read it but did the, the tiger fans stormed the field i i was disappointed in that because a you 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 got to act like you thought you were going to win the game okay and b LSU has beaten Ole Miss a whole lot more than Ole Miss has beaten LSU, okay? Yes, they were seventh in the country. Yes, they were undefeated, but everybody talked about the soft schedule. But the bottom line is you blew out a team that you should have won the game at home. It was homecoming, lots of good stuff flying around. Storming the field was an embarrassment to Tiger fans, the good Tiger fans and the bad Tiger fans. It should not have happened. Now, and I'm going to let you talk, but, I get a couple of weeks ago that people were comparing it to Tennessee storm in the field when they beat Alabama for the first time in 15 years. The last time Tennessee beat Alabama, there was no such thing as Facebook and no such thing as a, as an iPhone. Let that sink in. No such thing as Facebook. No such thing as an iPhone. The last time Tennessee beat Bama, Tennessee is for real. That's why I picked them and bet on them against LSU. I'm one of the people that believe they're for real. Finally. And I kind of – I don't agree with Storm in the field, but I get that one certainly more than I get LSU after drubbing an Ole Miss team that you should have expected to win and, and act like that. My opinion. Trey Blossman, your thoughts. Well, Tommy, I thought it was ridiculous, and I, I was embarrassed when it happened. I'm going to read you a social media post I made. As a lifelong and old LSU fan, this was a bit embarrassing to me. No reason to celebrate a win like that over a team we beat at home in 2020. We should celebrate championships, not conference wins. And I had to link to the fan storm in the field under that. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to be harsh. I understand students at the game, they're drinking and they're happy. And maybe some of the guys on the team, they have classes with them. They want to get on the field and celebrate, but you have to pick your moments. And that certainly was not one of them. I tend to agree that I would excuse the Tennessee fans for doing what they did uh, a decade and a half of frustration there, but we haven't had that in 2020 when the unraveling of the great 2019 season was playing out and we were horrible. I think we were four and five. We had one game remaining in the shortened season because of COVID, and it was against Ole Miss. I went to that game, Tommy. That's the last LSU game I have attended. It was a shootout. It was exciting as hell. LSU beat Ole Miss. Uh, 
that was a bigger win than this one was because we needed it to get to 500 to maybe get to a bowl game. Of course, we opted out of that, but uh, I, I just don't get this. Like you said, act like you've been there and act like you're going to be there again. Uh, now, if the Tigers were to beat Alabama this week, now I hate for two home games in a row for them to storm the field, but I would even understand that more than I would understand storming the field against Ole Miss last Saturday. Uh, I had some great responses to that post on Facebook. A friend of mine that he's from Covington, he lives elsewhere, Air Force veteran pilot Dale Hutchinson, uh, or rather, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong spot. Uh, uh, Yeah, Hutch said that all three of his kids were on the field. He said he agrees with me that it was stupid, but that all three of his kids were on the field. Well, here's another very important comment. It's extremely dangerous. Dangerous for players, fans, anybody that's anywhere near, it's extremely dangerous for those people. Can be, sure. You know, I mean, especially if you're going to tear a goalpost down. Those goalposts are heavy. If that falls, it kills somebody. Okay, if that fell on a person, hit him in the head, hit him in the chest, hit him in the neck, it could kill him or kill more yeah. than one. It's a large piece of pipe. That's a large piece heavy. of heavy that's metal. That's not yeah. P, that's not PVC <laughs> pipe. I mean, that's that that's stuff, metal, stuff doesn't blow in, when the wind blows heavy. Those things don't move. Okay, but anyway, all right. Enough on all that. We'll have Trey Blossom's picks later in the week. Don't want you to miss that episode. Trey, you got some NBA comments before we wrap this up. Well, you know, the season just opened uh, last week, uh, a week ago tonight, actually. It's too early to make any serious observations. Pelicans play tonight against the Mavericks without Zion, Brandon Ingram, or Herb Jones. Uh, I expect them all to be back within the next game or two, but they're all out tonight. Mavericks' Timmy Hardaway is questionable. The late game, the Warriors and the Suns, both teams at two and one, and both teams relatively healthy. DiVincenzo's out for the Warriors. Ought to be fun watching tonight on TNT. But my early surprises, Tommy, are this, and maybe it's not a surprise, but the Brooklyn Nets are one and two and look to be a mess. They have two Hall of Famers on that team, two first ballot Hall of Famers in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But all is not well in Brooklyn. We'll see how that plays out. Philly is one and three. They thought getting rid of Ben Simmons was going to be good for them. They got a lot of work to do. Miami also one and three. So the surprises in the East are the teams that are well thought of that are doing poorly. Now you look at the West, the surprises are Portland at four and oh. Nobody picked them to be doing anything this year. And San Antonio, which was supposed to be a doormat of the NBA, is three and one. The Lakers are 0 and 3, which pleases me to no end, Tommy. But <laughs> there are some, are some surprises here early in the season. And we'll see how Portland and San Antonio hold up. And we'll see if we see improvement out of Miami, Brooklyn, Philly, and the Lakers as we move forward. All right, remind you, Trey's college football picks where he had a winning week last week, eight and five. 
his NFL picks where he's 50% on the season after a rough week. He was above 50%. That's coming later this week on Talking Sports with TK. And if you like to bet on football, college, and NFL, if you're making money, keep doing what you're doing. If not, check out the website, meatandpotatoesusa.com, where collectively we are hitting 64% of our picks, 64% of our picks led by Trey Blossman and Anthony Gallo, who's 7-2 and two picking college football all picks against the spread. Trey, I got to get rolling here. Uh, we look forward to your picks a little bit later in the week, and you have a good week. Thank you, Tommy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.